This episode contains conversations of mental health and self-harm. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. As we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager, your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. And remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Robbie McNeil, hello. Hey buddy, how are you? I'm good. Are you still basking in the glow of the Georgia wind? I will bask in the glow of the Georgia wind for 40 more years, if that's what it takes, because that's what I did the last time, 1980 to to 2021. It took 41 years for us to get another one. So I will, I hopefully we don't have to wait that long, but it was, uh, it was exciting. I think you will bask at least through the off season. (laughs) You will bask through the off season for sure. (laughs) And through training camp. And then you'll be, you'll be, uh, you'll be jazzed when the the new season begins. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, I started thinking that maybe this should be a ritual. Maybe mm. you and I should be watching these games and we should be live streaming or at least recording our reactions to this and putting it up on, you know, if it's not on the Delta Flyers, this could be a whole nother site or a whole nother I thing that we do. People, I would make people nervous because I walk around <laughs> and pace and I, I start yelling at the so, television. So and, your ah. manic, your manic behavior would scare people away. That, Maybe, what you're saying? Maybe, or they Maybe. might think it's adorable. They might think, "Look, <laughs> Tom Paris is pacing. He never paces, but he does for Georgia games." I know. But see, I then know. that would be the true odd couple. I would be sitting in the chair, and you would be pacing back and forth near me like that. You would be the calm. I would one be the calm one finally. And roles. You'd be, yes, we would. So this is why. This is why I think this would be premium entertainment for people. Uh. <laughs> all right that was fun yeah it was a good one. it was a good one um yeah. okie doke so this week's episode season five we're 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 off and running now in season five we really are and it is now episode three so we are at extreme risk is the name oh. of the episode yeah oh mm-hmm. okay and i just want to say i think it's really exciting that the last episode, Drone, yes. Drone, was where the conversation, the seed of the Delta Flyer is born. Do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the little conversation in the shuttle yes. with, with yes. uh, Seven and the Doctor and Torres and, yeah. well, Seven Seven suggested. Seven is you, the one that suggested He's it, the one that suggested me. Yeah. Torres. Bolana's like, yes. come on. And, and Bolana affirmed it. Usually Bolana and Seven kind of butt heads but in this episode they were on the same page they're on the same page and you were like hey we do need a bigger shuttle a faster shuttle a a better shuttle so i i I'm really wondering when that comes into play. Maybe, maybe in the in this, it's got to be this season. I'm guessing at some oh, point. Oh, it'll be this season for yes. sure. It's got to yes. be. Yes. But I don't know if it's just this right away in this next episode, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So we'll Let's see. Let's go watch it. Let's go watch this episode. Okay. All right, everyone. We will be right back with our discussion recap of Extreme Risk. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. 
Okay, Robbie and I are back from watching Extreme Risk. Yes, we are. Ooh. Yes. All right. This was uh, so much to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Let's just let's start off with the poetry synopsis right off the bat. Our poetry okay. synopsis and get yes. right into it. Let's not waste any time. Here okay. we go. <clears throat> My haiku for Extreme Risk. Yes. The Malon are thieves, a race to build the flyer. Torres works through grief. Mm. 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 The yeah. haiku is just so clean. So clean and, and concise. Simple yeah. and concise. Yes, I love it. it. Very it good job. Thank you. Our limerick poetry synopsis of Extreme Risk. Here we go. Balana's depression is dire. When asked, she's just one big old liar. The probe is retrieved. Defeat of the Malon achieved. And it's all thanks to the new Delta Flyer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job, Rebecca. <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about guest stars in this episode. What have you let's done do. in your research? What do you have? Okay, let me get to my guest star research. Hamilton Camp. What a name. Hamilton, Hamilton. Camp. Well, here's what's interesting. I found out about Hamilton. Yeah. So Hamilton is his actor name. Oh. But he also, outside of acting was a very successful folk singer. What? Uh, and he went by the name Bob Camp. He oh, was wow. part of a duo with Bob Gibson. I don't know huh. the name of it. Maybe it was Bob and Bob, or I don't know. Bob <laughs> Camp and Bob Gibson. Bob Squared. But yeah, uh, mm. during the late 50s and throughout the 60s, he started as Bob Gibson, then went to Hamilton. He passed away, sadly, in 2005. Oh, darn it. He also had played uh, in other Star Trek shows. He played Lek on Deep Space Nine in okay. the episode Ferengi Love Songs okay. and the Magnificent Ferengi episode. Okay. Uh, Alex Inberg appears as Vorik again on oh, the show. Vorik's back. Although yeah. very briefly, he didn't very have a lot to do, but it was yeah. nice to see the continuity. Yeah. We've talked about Alex Enberg and uh, that he is Jerry Taylor's sons. We've talked mm. about him before. And our last uh, co-star is Daniel Betances or Betances. I don't know how do you pronounce it. What he was he? the pilot in the first scene with Balana when she was in a shuttle and uh, oh, she was going to yeah. skydive. Yeah, that's right. He that's played a right. pilot. Yeah, he played Starfleet. He was a Starfleet yeah. uh, holodeck he was a, character. He was, right? he was a yeah. holodeck character, yeah. exactly. There you go. Right. Okay, let's talk about the writer and director real quick. This was written by Ken Biller. Ah, which you look at guessed. that. Look at that. I thought he directed it. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because we were talking about maybe this was one of our old school directors. Yeah, I mentioned and it was. That. And Cliff it was. Bowl. I was right. I was. I thought it was Alex Singer. Wrong about that. But Cliff Bowl, also one of the old school directors that we've used in the past yep. that we haven't yep. seen in a while. So, okay. So we got yep. a little bit right. And yeah. Some of it kind of right with the cliff yeah. but again okay. a ken biller writing a balana episode yeah. not surprising that seems yep. to be a pattern here that is, that is a pattern he loves so, balana he clearly he loves does. Balana. the other thing that i find interesting mm -hmm. is that the doctor barely appears in this episode and neelix they have very little to do the doctor only comes in the 26 minutes into the show yeah neelix has one scene but Neelix has more than the doctor. The Neelix more. has more that more to say, definitely. Yeah. And more yeah. acting to do. The doctor was yeah. the doctor was an under five. He delivered one line and he left. That was it. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's quick. interesting because usually when I 
I feel like when characters don't have much to do, it goes mm-hmm. back to my rule of we all have to be involved. This yeah. felt like we were all involved, even though the doctor wasn't. I didn't feel like the episode was lacking in kind of the the cat the full cast chemistry, even though we were mm. missing because the doctor didn't have much to do. But everybody else was really involved. Okay. All right. Let's start it off. Let's start go. it off on the Bolana is on a shuttle. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I wrote down, I am jealous that she has a different pilot. I didn't realize this was a holodeck. <laughs> we realized she's on the holodeck. She's yeah. got this crazy costume that looks yeah. like it's got bathroom tiles on it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's that. got weird sort of bathroom right. square tiles all over it. We've never and, seen that outfit yeah. before. And we have never seen that modified motorcycle helmet that she puts on either. That's, that's what I that's said. Different. Why ruin a great motorcycle helmet? <laughs> they ruined a perfectly good motorcycle helmet I with the knew you would tubes catch that. and the weird <laughs> yeah. stuff. But you, you being the motorcycle enthusiast that you are, I knew you would catch that immediately. Well, so. I used to ride motorcycles with uh, Roxanne's husband, Eric Dawson. That's right. Uh, he, we both, uh, were riding Harley Davidson motorcycles back then. Yeah. We both had Harleys and we did quite a few rides together. I think Eric now has like a dozen bikes. He's a big bike collector. Really? Yeah. I, I stayed in touch yeah, with you, your, Eric a little bit. It's interesting. You have bought and sold bikes throughout your life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I keep asking, Oh, what about that bike? Oh, I sold that one. Oh, okay. And then recently I when I was at your up. house, I saw your newer bike that you just got, you just yes. got a whole brand new bike. So you don't keep them for long where evidently it seems that with Eric, uh, if he Eric, gets one, he yeah, keeps it. He doesn't, get, he doesn't toss it. That thing yeah. just goes into his little museum, his bike museum. So yeah, I have two bikes right now. I have a mm-hmm. vintage 1980 um uh custom kind of cafe racer right and then i've got the new triumph that you saw so yeah it's 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 pretty it's a yes it is pretty little pretty little vehicle yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah i saw that motorcycle helmet i was like oh ruined a great little motorcycle helmet yeah anyway she uh goes to the door to get the force field ready to jump out of the door and she turns the safety protocols off right but before she does that she says higher Right. They were there. Oh, yeah. They're at a certain altitude. And she goes, no. Nope. And that's when uh, Betonce, the actor, Betonce says to her, hey, this is not recommended. She's like higher. So they go to 300,000 in the altitude. And mm-hmm. then that's when she she turns the safety protocols off and she she hops out. Yeah. And yeah. Middle of the free fall. And she gets a call uh, from Chakotay. Yeah. And she, he says, you got to report to engineering on the double. And she's like, great. So she leaves. Right. Um, she's in the corridor and Torres is uh, Hang on not- right there for one yeah. second. Cause I want to put a little uh, personal note in here. So yeah, yeah, go. when, when I'm watching this, I'm often using the dictation on my phone to, as I'm watching and pausing and kind of going, okay. Uh, you know, safety protocols are turned off. Balana jumps, Chakotay calls I'm dictating. And then Walter, my dog <laughs> jumps up on the couch and he's all over me. And I forgot to turn my dictation off. So here's what my notes say. Yeah, read it. Safety protocols off, period. She jumps, period. Chicote calls. Lay down, lay down, lay down, lay down, lay. Lay down right here. Lay down, lay down, lay down, lay down, lay down. Oh, my God. Period. <laughs> I kept dictating. You didn't need- <laughs> That's how many times I said lay down until, oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) 
lay down lay that's, down that's my notes down. that is so funny <laughs> I didn't even, do you always dictate the notes that I, you've been I doing do a combo i i didn't in the past wow. but now now i'm dictating because i find i can stay in it a bit more and i can uh, yeah. but i do i do a combo of typing and dictating i, I yeah. oh my god because i've only typed so you telling me that you're doing the dictation as well it's kind of like you know, the first time I realized I could tape my lines to the lines console. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a game changer for me. So so you're actually dictating, but while you're dictating, do you my pause dog is, the, do you I'm pause the um do you pause the episode and then dictate, or do you let it run and dictate at the same time? No, I pause and I'll you dictate okay. something gotcha. and but that's why I forgot to yeah turn it off and lay it down, says, lay, lay down, down, lay, lay down. Oh my god, lay down, lay down. <laughs> It's just over and over and over and over. Anyway, okay. So we finish Chicote calls and uh hey, yes. I just want to say good thing that you and Rebecca are on good terms that you have a pretty good relationship. Otherwise, that would be in there too. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? I did do the laundry. Damn you. I mean, you, you know, you see that going back and forth too. You never know what's gonna <laughs> be in the notes. <laughs> All right, corridor. So now we're in the corridor and Torres is joined by seven. The probe mm-hmm. is ready to launch, and Torres says. She's not feeling well. And maybe uh, Seven can take care of this probe launch. And so she's shocked. Seven's yeah, like, Seven's what? like, you're putting me in charge? Wh- uh-huh. She hey. says, that is unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Completely. Completely unexpected. Very surprised. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then she says, uh, should I call the doctor? Because Belana says she's not right. feeling well. Right. And she said, no, please don't tell the doctor. Yeah. Which also gets a sideways glance from Seven. Seven is confused. Yep. Like, what is happening to this What this is happening? Yeah. We have an exterior space shot of our yep. probe being tractored. Now, in. How, how big yeah. do you think this probe is? I would I thought it was big. The size of... Wait, you think it's as big as a shuttle? No. Well, no, here's why we I asked... Because we it in later. I'm going to say it's probably the size... Uh, I don't know, like three feet long is my guess size of a desk or something like that yeah you think it's bigger than that huh i thought it was much bigger that's why i asked because later on we do spoiler alert but we do say yeah beam it into the shuttle cargo yeah. hole so it's got to be small and i was to- like what okay maybe it's maybe it's smaller i just kept picturing this big giant like bigger than a shuttle right at least as big as a shuttle if not bigger right. but maybe i was wrong right it's hard to tell in the space shot yeah, because because it, you see the tractor beam grab it, and then the yeah. camera pans over to the Malon ship. Yeah, and it looks pretty big. the sh- The probe looks big in right. the foreground. So I don't know. Hard to tell. Let's say it's a so, desk. So the line should have been: use the Delta Flyer shrinking beam, and then yes. beam it into the shuttle. Yeah, okay. I think so. All right, we need a shrinking beam. Yeah, we need a shrinking beam. A miniature a miniaturization beam is what we need. That would be uh, a great, uh, by the way, a yeah. great uh, accessory to have. Because then we could just, you know, shrink things and just fit them wherever. Like, yeah, if we don't have room, just shrink it (laughs) when you beam it it in. Like, make it one one hundredth of that size. Yeah. Just beam that ship into my closet. Exactly. You know those clunky those clunky phaser rifles that we have? We could shrink those down and just keep them in our our little, you know, well, we don't have pockets, but we could just keep them in our hands, (sighs) in the palm of our hand like that. We should have a shrinking beam on on Voyager. Oh, well. All right. All right. We uh, (laughs) so we have this exterior space shot of our probe Mm -hmm. being tractored in by a vessel 
And then we jump to the Voyager Bridge where Harry has detected a Malon vessel. It's the Malon vessel that's locked onto our probe with this tractor beam. Janeway asked the Malon to be nice, release mm-hmm. our probe. They don't even respond. Paris nope. says, you know what? It's going to take two hours to get there. All right. Because Janeway mm-hmm. asked, well, what if we go retrieve it ourselves? And mm-hmm. by that time, two hours is going to be long gone. So mm-hmm. Tuvok recommends instructing the probe to emit a Polaron burst to disrupt the tractor beam. It works. Mm-hmm. Janeway then tells Harry to redirect the probe's course. I, I didn't even know you can you could just steer the probe like, you know, it's like a remote control car. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Right. And so the Malon pursue. Janeway says, all right. Uh, we can hide this probe because Paris says like, you know, this probe is not going to be, uh, uh, be able to, yeah, it'll, it'll, never, out, it'll yeah. never outrun this man. Right. Malon's going to catch it eventually. Yep. So Janeway says we can hide it. And everyone's like, huh? Hide it. So Harry's says, yeah, to I remember that we passed a, a class six gas, gas giant, giant. Mm-hmm. and we can hide it in there the gas and- giant. Where it yep. should be crushed, but then Janeway says, well, not if the Borg shielding does its job. So mm-hmm. now we know that there's Borg shielding on this probe. Mm-hmm. Well, the Malon vessel just follows the probe blindly, not even caring about their own well-being. Mm-hmm. And of course, they get crushed like an aluminum soda can. Just yep. gone. They're done. And They're done. I have to say this bridge scene, there was a lot going on. My notes, you covered it all, but it was yes. quite extensive what, it was. what was discussed on the there, bridge. There's a lot, yes. There's a lot of dense information in the scene, but yeah. I thought Cliff Bowl did a phenomenal job of covering the bridge. It was really elegant, the way that, mm-hmm. you know, like Paris down front would slide over and then Harry's line would be in the background and then you know, we it just his his the way that he covered that bridge. Janeway gets up and walks around to Harry Station, and mm-hmm. we had a reverse bridge angle, which we don't normally do. Yeah, but it was very elegant how just yeah. every every yeah. line sort of had a little movement and handed off to someone else. I thought Cliff did a great job. He did. It flowed very well. Yes, definitely. All right. We jump to the um, briefing room and the Mm -hmm. probe is now stuck in a deep layer of liquid hydrogen and methane, approximately 10,000 kilometers below the outer atmosphere. It's not responding to commands. And then Torres just shows up late. Chakotay asks if there's any possibility of transporting it out. Torres is so short with that answer. She just says, no, no, no. And he says, uh, well, can we boost the transporter range? Same. No, not really. Mm -hmm. Uh, not through that interference. Tom says, well, if we can't transport it out, then we would just have to fly in and grab it. Tuvok makes, makes some little smart Alec comment. comment. Yeah, exactly. comment. You know how we talked about before, how we thought there would be a lot of tension between Tom and Bellana. Well, the tension really is between Tom and Tuvok yeah. and Chakotay and Bellana in this episode, right? Yeah. So there's, there's more tension between Tom and Tuvok than there is between Tom and Torres, for sure. And by the way... I, uh, a couple of things. I felt like in this scene, Balana is so different than we've ever seen her before. Completely. I don't know why the whole room just didn't go, hold on a minute, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Balana, what the heck is going on? Like, it was so unusual Uh, and unsettling because it really, I mean, we're like strangers to her in a way in this episode. She doesn't even, and especially to Paris. It's like, what the, that's what I mean. All the PT shippers were like, what the heck's happening? What's going on? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. I was surprised that, and and maybe it's because in this episode, Paris needed to be focused on building the Delta flyer and Chicote was available to have these conversations, but I really wish because of their relationship, I wish he could have been, 
a more important part of helping her heal some of this stuff. I agree. And again, we're stuck with the constraints of a 43 minute uh, yeah. episode. So I feel yeah. that this could have easily been a two-parter yeah. uh, just to deal with her trauma, you know? So mm -hmm. that's, mm -hmm. that's one downside of uh, not having enough time yeah. to address the problem, to address the issues. So Tom says, you know, class two shuttles just don't cut it. And Paris then gets up and displays the specs for the Delta Flyer. By the way, when he, when, when he, when I got up, yeah, I noticed my sideburns. Oh, I didn't know they were that. good. Side, they were like thick, really <laughs> sharp, pointy sideburns. I was like, those are okay. good sideburns this year. Like, huh. I feel like, I feel like we've, we've really upped our game in the sideburn game this well, year. All right. I didn't notice your sideburns, but I did notice at the beginning of the scene, you get progressively redder. Like at the very end of the scene, it looks like you're sunburnt. Did you notice really? that? Oh, no, yes. I, didn't I was like, wait that. a minute. First, when you get up to go look at, to tap on the, the view screen, you got a big red splotch on the back of your neck, like a rash. And then, and then as the really? scene goes, yes. And as the scene goes on, your face is normal colored in the very beginning. But right. then towards the very end, when you, when you say your last couple of lines, it's red. It's like wow. either I'm wondering did somebody say something really funny that you got embarrassed about? You know how you, when you blush, yeah. you know, I'm just wondering what, where, what happened to this blush know. response? It was very strange or makeup came in to do a touch up and they put all this freaking blush on you. Like it yeah, you maybe. look really red, like you're burnt. <laughs> and so, and then my, my other question is you, you're listing, you're listing the specs of the Delta flyer. It's oh, yeah. really cool stuff. Ultra aerodynamic contours, retractable nacelles, parametallic hull plating, unimatrix shielding, Borg-inspired weapon system. Why haven't you told Harry about this to begin with? Like, <laughs> Harry's sitting there looking at it going, where did this come from? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's a little bizarre, but... Yeah, it's kind of... it's Well, Tuvok does say in the scene, he goes, not again, you know. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you've, well, you've talked about this. It's not going to work. Yeah. And Harry says it too. Harry's like, oh, geez, Tom. You know, it's the same yeah. thing between Harry, Tom. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you pull this out of your back pocket. Like you've the been working The whole schematics. I've yeah, got, it, got all it all figured out. It's like, yeah. when did you do this? And you did. I, I did notice that, you know, Paris, as everybody starts offering up some ideas, well, maybe we can reinforce the whole plating with this or that. Or maybe yeah. we can. Paris has a sarcastic comment for everybody. He was basically like, he does. okay, now you guys are. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah. Thanks a yeah. lot for you've been everybody's been pooping on this. Right. All the right. other times I brought it up and now everybody's yeah. now. Everyone, yeah. I mean, everyone does chime in with their their mm -hmm. kind of affirmation. Seven of nine basic design elements are adequate. You know, yes. so she's she approves. Harry approves. Tuvok approves. Everyone approves. And then, uh, you know, Janeway's like, we can okay, help. yeah, get let's back do to it. work. Let's get it get done. to work. Mm -hmm. And Janeway takes a look to Bolana yeah. at the very end of the scene. She's the only one that acknowledges how weird Bolana oh, is. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I yeah. see. I, I missed that. I was probably too busy typing. Typing. If, you if should I was be dictating, dictating. I would exactly. you know, catch that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's my fault. All right. Uh, we go to the holodeck. Yeah. There's no program running except for a, a holodeck model or a hologram model of this Delta flyer. Of the Delta flyer. Yeah. Yep. And I, I like the add on that you threw in there, the dynametric the tail, tail fins. Ends. I thought that was pretty cool. And then of course, Tuvok, the party pooper. Um, he goes, it is no. not a hot rod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the way he pronounced hot yes. rod. It, okay. Cause you, you and I know you say hot rod, right? But then yeah. the Vulcan emphasis or the Tim Russ, hot Tuvok, rod. yeah, hot 
rod, like a hot dog. I was like, what the, what's a hot rod? I mean, come on. What? Yeah, but it was funny. Like, I mean, I, I computer, love Computer, delete uh, Mr. Paris's editions. Yeah. It is yeah. not a hot rod. We are not designing a hot rod, Lieutenant. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, And but Paris choice. says, I think they look cool. And he yeah. says they, they serve no purpose. And Paris is like, no, they do. They look so scary yeah. that, 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 you know. People our think enemies, twice about messing with yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> they won't mess with us if we have cool tail fins in our shuttle. <laughs> that's uh, the key. Well, he's such that's a boy. That's the key to intimidating. Yeah, he is. But that's the key to intimidating aliens. Have really cool tail fins off yeah. of your cells. That's what yeah. I'm doing. Well, then, um, you know, Seven mentions that Lieutenant Torres's hull design is flawed. We mm-hmm. should be using tetraburnium alloys instead of titanium. Mm-hmm. And of course, immediately Harry's like, Harry bristles because he knows, you know, typical Mm -hmm. Torres would just snap back and say, you know, start arguing with you. Yeah. But there is absolutely not a peep. She's not even paying attention. Really, She's like, fine. And she goes, I'm leaving. I got to finish up the thruster specs. Mm -hmm. She's she's out of there. And every but so, yes, Janeway did notice uh, Torres in the prior scene. But Mm -hmm. clearly everyone in this scene now is. Staring starting at, to notice. Yeah, they're starting to notice. Yeah, there's some Torres. there's some moments where where we cut to Tuvok and he's looking at her kind yeah. of curiously, like sure. something's off. Sure. Harry notices. Yeah, everyone's everyone's starting to notice. Yeah. The next scene, we go to Paris's quarters, mm-hmm. and I did notice Paris is looking at a pad. I did notice the orange lights in Paris's quarters, and I what remember why. Well, orange is my favorite color. Yes, I know that. Yeah, like I know I, all my my phone cases are orange, yeah. my glasses cases, and I did think you, did you tell them that? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, because they asked you. you right? Do you remember they would ask us? Yeah. yeah. What color lights do you want over your bed? And you said yeah. orange. Uh huh. <laughs> I love Marvin. It. Marvin would ask because the the lighting department would have to pre rig that stuff. Yeah. So Marvin used to come up and say, "Hey, we're we're putting lights in your quarters for the first time." And right. And, uh, you know, is there a color that you would like? And yeah. he, he might say, Marvin might have said to us, like, well, we were thinking about purple or something. Does that sound yeah. good? But if you said a different color and no one else had taken diff- it, you, you got, got it. a different so color. I, I asked for the orange. I remember that. Okay. Well, yeah. I- initially, you said when you were describing this scene, you said Tom is on his pad. I'm going to talk about some other pads now. I'm going to talk about your boob pads. You can see the boob pads. In I this think, shot. No, I didn't have boob pads in the shot. What? No. There's two a, lumpy because you showed me what. Okay. You recently showed me what they look like because I thought they were wide and plastic and hard, but they're thin and narrow that they go over. They're like a, are you positive about no, that? No, not in this. I only wore that under the big spacesuit. I didn't have a, I didn't have the girdle with the built-in chest pads and shoulder pads in this scene. I noticed by the way, that I was kind of on the skinnier side in this in this episode yeah you're more trim but i'm still and i remembered seeing, mm. around season five yeah i discovered spinning and oh, i got yeah. obsessed for a few years in fact Starts, i still have a spinning bike at my house you started spinning in, in utah i started spinning like a madman i was going to spinning classes and okay on the bike and i started riding on the road again yeah. around season five yeah um, so you're that, you're definitely in better shape. You're de- that better continued shape. through most of the rest of the of the series. Around season five is when I discovered that, and I loved it. So All I right. think that's what was going on. Well, I was biking you, a lot. 
Okay, but if you have a chance to relook at that scene, I would like you to because the weird thing about it is, did where, it look like where, I had that? Yes, path? because 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 it almost looks like you know how pa- like it's it's kind of like a cushion, like a sofa cushion, or a, or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Itself, there's some irregularities to each side of like little indentations. So I really? said, oh, that's the pad doing that because it's it's a thin strip on each peck, and it has a little you know, modeling to it or a little Maybe. bumpiness to it. Unless that, unless that's just your chest hair clumping out. That might you know have what been I'm the, saying? Yeah. Yeah. Could that be. It might've been. I'm a, could as be. you can see with my face. Yeah. I tend to get a little bushy. Right. Yeah. You do get a little bushy. So you had a little bushy chest hair then. I might have. Yeah. Okay. Well, my, my bad. It just, I, I no. thought that how crazy that they put that into the t-shirt. I, I yeah. I don't think they that. did. I, I really don't. Okay. In fact, I was, when I saw that t-shirt, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. It was really form fitting. Like it was skin tight, that shirt. So yeah. I don't think that there was, a, I can't imagine that that would have been, cause you would have really seen it. If that thing that I wore under the spacesuit, yeah, you would have seen a lot more of the structure of that thing. Well, that's the was, thing. I see the outline of it. If you're looking at that shot, so. it's really, I think you were not staring at your chest at all. I think you were Maybe. looking at your sideburns, how trim your stomach was, and you weren't paying attention to your chest. Your pants. Maybe. Okay. So I'm going to say that, that you should look at it again. I'll Just, look at that again. Okay. But Bolana shows up with some specs on a pad and yeah. Paris is like, Hey, why don't we uh, open up a bottle of, of wine? And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can go over this together. And she's like, nope, not tonight. Yeah. And and so she's Paris, this is the only scene where Paris really confronts her and tries to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is going on? Like, yeah. this is our dream. This is what we've talked about doing, yeah. collaborating on something together that's really mm-hmm. meaningful, really mm-hmm. important. And it's a nice scene. I like this scene. It wasn't it's a, a super long scene but it mm-hmm. was nuanced and it had a, a good stuff in their relationship good mm-hmm. stuff for paris but ultimately she shuts him down and leaves and says she's got to go yeah she just completely repelled your affection and you had she your did. hands on her on her shoulder on her goes. shoulders and she just takes them off she's like yep. no not tonight nope. you know not i've got a, i've got a headache i'm sorry mm-hmm. i can't let you even touch me so something's definitely off um and you didn't really and Paris doesn't really, you know, fight her on it. He's just like, wow, I'm shocked yeah. and I'll just let her go. And she leaves. Yeah. And guess where she goes? She heads right back to the holodeck for more well, safety protocol yeah. disengaged fun. Is what Exactly. She's walking down the hall and someone's walking past her the other way. Mm-hmm. And she kind of walks past the holodeck for a second until they're gone. And then she goes back. She sneaks Like in. she doesn't yeah. want to be seen going no. into the holodeck again. No. No, and she pushes some buttons and dis- disengages the safety protocols. Yeah, and heads inside. And as she walks in the door, we see that there's some rocks in the foreground. Hmm. And as, she, as she's walking into the holodeck, yeah. and she starts to take her spacesuit jacket off. Did you remember this? Yes, moment? yes. I so she starts to pull it off. Now, here's to me: these little things bug me so much. Uh-oh. She starts walking in the holodeck. Uh-oh. Zipping the thing, pulling it off, and she's got a turtleneck on, like we always do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then as she we cut to the next moment, as she comes around the corner, she's finishing that jacket coming off, but she's magically got a tank top on. The turtleneck disappears. The turtleneck <gasps> just disappeared. Oh in, my in goodness. Part of a second, and it became a tank top in the cut. 
So I know they wanted her in the tank top, but to me, that's a big whoops. It's like, yeah. if you're going to match, if you're going to literally start pulling the jacket off, yeah, you better match it. it. It can't change. No, it has to stay the same. The turtleneck has yeah. to be there Yeah. or don't pull the jacket off yeah. or pull the jacket off and pull the turtleneck over and you've got a tank top underneath or something. Or pull the, pull the exterior garment off and then rip the turtleneck off to make it into a- That would work. Anything- <laughs> But top. what they did to yeah, me, that was yeah. a big whoopsie. That's a continuity uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, faux pas right there. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. good catch, man. I had no clue. Um, she ends up fighting hand to hand combat with a Cardassian mm-hmm. uh, holodeck character with the safety protocols off. And again, we're all questioning as the audience, what is she going through? She's getting to this big fight. She's getting, mm-hmm. you know, injured, but she's. She's deep into the fight. There doesn't yeah. seem to be a clear winner. And at the end no. of the scene, she sort of throws him. He flips on the ground and then he starts approaching her in a really threatening way. And I, I need to ask. So I thought this fight was pretty good. But the last time we see Bellana, she's got her hands up like in a claw fashion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that a Klingon? Is that a Klingon technique? Like the sort of claws? Uh, or, or would you be like, I, I feel like you'd be sort of ready for a punch. Yeah. Not a scratch. I don't know. That well, to me didn't I, seem as threatening as I, it could have been. Unless you're well-versed in Chinese Kung Fu and that would be tiger Kung Fu that she's utilizing. So she's that's using, what it looked like. There you yes. go. Then she was that's, doing that. That's she was what doing, I'm justifying is she was using. Okay. Yeah. Chinese tiger martial Kung arts. Fu. Yeah. Okay. Tiger Kung Fu. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> now we go on to the bridge and Janeway comes down to your vacated station where somebody else is sitting there. Yeah. And did you notice this? She, she gives a command to that ensign at con mm-hmm. and that ensign responds with I ma'am, which is so different because it's either I captain or yes, ma'am. But this person said, I ma'am. Which was I it, thought, did yeah. that person what? say it or was it like loop group that did it? Was uh, it a back or something? I think it was, yeah, I think it was loop group. Yeah, but I bet still, it was the, because a lot loop of those. should know better than that though. Come I on. ma'am. I ma'am. Come yeah, on. just wrong. Well, wrong. I've trademarked the yes ma'am. So. Yeah, so they were afraid to use They were afraid trademark to use my comment. trademark. They said, no, exactly. we don't want to, we don't want to be sued by Robbie McNeil. Yeah, so, exactly. okay. That makes exactly. sense. All right. Um, the Malon Freighter, Captain Hale's mm-hmm. Voyager, and he says, you know, um, you're the Wait. reason why my fellow compatriots have died. And she says, yeah. no, 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 no. They chased after our probe. It was our property. They kind of, you know, they they died on their own accord. That's Yeah, he's like, it. we lost a ship and we yeah. lost nine crew yeah. members and yeah. we're going to take this probe As to, make it, yeah, to make up for that loss of the freighter and the nine lives. And the so. crew, yeah. And, yeah. Way, and I thought, wow, that's a pretty... Good deal. That's a, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, cheap. cheap. You lost a whole ship and we, nine and people. nine people, and we're just going to give you a probe in return. And and we've mm-hmm. decided this probe is pretty small. Like at least <laughs> when when I was thinking it was the size of a shuttle, that's you know significant. Now yeah. it's like the size yeah. of a Coke bottle. So yeah. I don't so know. That, that's kind of like losing a Winnebago and a whole family. And in, 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 in return, in we return. say here's a Matchbox car to give to <laughs> exactly. you. You can you can have this in return. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was a funny yeah. little, little uh, interaction between the Malon freighter captain and Janeway. Janeway says, you know, I'm going to warn you. Anytime you see anything that says Voyager on it, 
you better you better turn around and hightail it. Just get out yeah, of there. Don't was, even touch it. And that was cowboy yeah, that of was her. Very cowboy. I yeah. thought, my gosh, she's just she's brandishing her six shooters and she's look at her. She's well, really- I feel like something was a little spicy with her, a little different with Janeway because mm-hmm. her hair is it always a dead giveaway. Today mm. she had the fluffy hair yeah. combo with the bedhead. So it was a little oh, fluffy yeah. and it was a little bedhead. Yeah. So that's why she was a little extra cowboy spice. Yeah, there and- she woke up on the wrong side of the bed and she yeah. hung up with the guy. She ended yeah. the trans. She was like, end transmission. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. She never normally doesn't do that. So no. Yeah, and, she, and then she on. says, she says to Chicote or she says to the room, she's like, why do these trash collectors want these probes so badly? Basically, right. she right. doesn't, she doesn't actually call them trash collectors. Right. But I did when I was dictating. <laughs> yeah. She wonders why the trash collectors want the probe. Chicote says it, well, it contains multispatial technology and it could be after right. that. Right. Are you yeah. sure Chicote? Are you sure Chicote didn't say lay down? Lay down. Oh my God. (laughs) Lay down, down, Janeway. No, that was in the first scene. Uh, Okay. Just checking. Just checking. So, so what were you telling me? The probe contains what? Multi. Uh, Chicote says it contains multi-spatial technology. Okay. So that's probably what they want. That's what they want. They want to, they want that. Right. Yeah. So we go in Bellana's quarters and Bellana comes in and she's looking, you know, so we last saw her with a Cardassian and the tiger claws. Yeah. And uh, Belana comes in looking like she was in a bar fight. Like she's beat up. <laughs> she's she got is. serious wounds, by the way. Yeah. Like her arms are yeah. deep gouges and yeah. cuts. And isn't there inventory in sick bay? Wouldn't the doctor have been saying, hey, for some reason, someone took a dermal regenerator. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah. She's got this dermal regenerator so. with her. And she's just neat, neat, neat. She's just running it across her wound. She's trying to heal her, yeah. her open wounds. So nobody yeah. will see it. And then there's a moment where she's. It was a great shot in the mirror yeah, where she's sitting she's there and, and we see her off in the distance on her image. In the yeah. Mirror. And then she stands up and walks to the mirror and looks at her wounds and things. How did you decipher that stare? Pushes in. Yeah. It's I a just great deciphered shot, but... angst, like, like shock PTSD or numbness or something like that. I, yeah. My, my, what I wrote down was it seemed to me like she caught her reflection in the mirror and she was not sure who she was she's mm-hmm. like who am i why, why am i doing, doing this why am yeah, i doing this, this? Like, exactly I, I have i gone cuckoo for cocoa puffs like what's going on like why yeah. am i why am i engaging in this extremely risky behavior right now yeah. you know and and she's kind of just well i think that's what drives her to the next scene in the mess yeah. hall where she yeah. goes so we go to the mess hall she comes in yeah. and neelix is about to close up it's dark and yeah. and he goes oh uh, Bellano, what a nice surprise. I was about right. to close up. Yeah. And he says business is slow because everybody's working on the Delta Flyer Delta shuttle. Flyer. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and she says, I just want to catch up. Which is so uncharacteristic of her. Yeah. She doesn't say that. Yeah. He, she doesn't say up. that ever. And he goes, yeah. and his response is, okay, well, let's get you something uh to to, you know, something to eat or drink. Uh, yeah. name your poison. What's your poison? Yeah. And he waits and he goes. I set you up there. He says, usually you insult me. You've got really witty insults. Yeah, and she has nothing. And I say, I, you know, I set you up there and you didn't, you didn't say anything. And she goes, well, I'd love some banana pancakes. Right. And he goes, banana pancakes, never heard of those. Mm-hmm. And she says her grandmother made them yeah. and it always put a smile on her face. Right. And I loved his response. Well then one smile coming up. 
Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, Great writing. Awesome. Great writing, Ken Biller. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, she's making small talk by asking Neelix how things mm-hmm. are going. But she's not really listening to him. She takes no. one bite and says she has to go back to work. So she's still so preoccupied. But and the other note that I made. make her smile here. Yeah, she didn't, didn't make smile. her smile. The other note that I had is before she orders the banana pancakes, the close up on her, her, her coverage, mm-hmm. her forehead looks like it's sunburned. So I'm thinking like, wait a minute, did Tom Paris have poison ivy, or poison oak? And he just transferred that to Torres when she well, came It can't in? be real on her because that's all prosthetics. So I, it's got to be makeup. It's just, so but the makeup maybe, was just like Maybe you're so right. Rude. Maybe yeah. they were using a little extra red in the makeup touch-ups or something. I, I think know. that's what happened. Somebody yeah. was there that was filling in for someone who was sick, did not know how much color needs to go on Tom Paris or Bellana's face and just... Mm-hmm added extra color went extra red it went extra red yeah, yeah. so I, I i it's so funny in this episode you've noticed things i had no clue about and i have noticed things that you did not notice yep. before, so yeah that's why we're so good together <laughs> <laughs> all right we're on the bridge uh, right we are well we have a space shot real quick ah, space which shot. has the mail on freighter next to voyager so we mm-hmm. see now they're both sitting next to each other yeah. orbiting this planet and janeway wonders on the bridge she goes why are they there yeah. Um, yeah. Tuvok thinks that they're waiting for us to get the probe so they can steal it again. From us, right? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. that doesn't make sense. They would mm-hmm. call in reinforcements if they were going to fight with us again. Mm-hmm. And then we get a call from Seven. Yeah. She says, I'm in Astrometrics. Janeway, you've got to come down here. I have important information on the mail on vessel. Come and on so down, Captain. Janeway You're the next goes down. To- on the price is right. Exactly. Yeah. She goes down. Mm-hmm. Goes down. And Seven says, she has been using coherent neutrino beams to document the activity <laughs> on the Malon vessel. I was like, coherent Using neutrino, what? <laughs> yeah. coherent <laughs> neutrino, be- neutrino beams. Okay. Does this mean these are neutrino beams that are sentient that yes. have awareness? Yes. Like what? What? Okay. Yeah. Janeway goes, okay. In other words, you're spying on them. Yeah. And then we realize these coherent neutrino beams, which I yeah. don't know why we don't use these all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. So we know what the, uh, the bad guys <laughs> yeah. are doing exactly. because, because it brings up this like thermal image yeah. movie right. of what exactly what they're doing. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's so CIA's, you know, yeah. and it's like, come on, if this, yeah. if we've had this technology for this long, Boy, this could have helped out yeah, in season we, one, two, we'll know three, exactly four. <laughs> what they're doing. Yeah, we we'll can watch it like a movie. <laughs> but we see they're working on a yeah. secret shuttle themselves. Right. right. Yeah. And Seven says, based on what I've seen so far, they should finish in about 36 hours. Right. Which is quicker than our yeah. estimates. And we won't be done. They'll yeah. be first. Janeway's line is, well, then. I'd say we have an old-fashioned space, space race, race on our hands. Yeah. Which is funny that Janeway, so far in the future, pulls that reference out. Yes. Like, that's still a, yeah, no, a this meaningful is a, reference. This, this is a Tom for, Paris reference. This Tom yeah. Paris would say this, not Janeway. Well, that's a 20th century reference, huh. for sure. And then we have another space shot with the captain's log where she says they're speeding up the pace of construction. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to a shot of the shuttle bay, and we mm-hmm. see the Delta Flyer for the first time being fixed. Or built. Yeah. And I wrote down, this is a very interesting shot mm. because there's a lot of CGI animation mixed in with real elements in this Correct. shot. And it's Correct. hard to tell even if the crew members, we see some figures. It's basically yeah. a big wide shot in the yeah. shuttle bay. Yeah. And you see the Delta Flyer kind of 
partially finished, mostly finished, it mostly, mostly 90% finished. Mm -hmm. Some panels are open. Some people are working like underneath. Some people yeah. are walking around the side, but I couldn't tell. I feel like what they did was they shot some extras. They filmed extras just standing on full green stage Okay. at a certain angle. And then they okay. shrunk them down and put them into an animated environment. Oh, because it felt like it was sort of, I, Mm. hand painted in many ways it didn't feel I, something about it that felt very yeah I, I i just assumed that all the starfleet tiny little starfleet personnel were all cgi as well that's what i thought i, I, I don't didn't, know if I they were mm. i don't know if they and were the one I, on the stairs looked like me i thought the one on the stairs was <laughs> me. i was like hey is that me on the outside so i don't know i do remember dan curry doing shots with uh background in, in our second unit green screen days okay, where he would film them so that he could shrink them down into these big wide shots. Sometimes it oh, would okay. be a space shot okay, and he wanted people walking by the windows and things right. like that. So he would shrink them down and then put their, their, the, the background people inside the ship. So you saw people through the windows. Uh, like okay. When earlier, when you said it, I thought you were just making a guess, but you have physically actually seen him do yeah. this during second unit. So well, then on that's other probably what shots. Then. So I bet yeah. that's, that's what he did on this shot. I, yeah, I think you're right. But they, but all, so much of the shot looked kind of hand vis effects, like yep. physically painted Correct. as a, as a 2d you know, animation mm -hmm. mixed with some real, with live, some real... live action. Mm -hmm. So it was yeah. interesting though. First time yeah. we see the shuttle wide. That's so, so most this, important. So in essence, you've been describing Dan Curry's shrinking beam. Mm -hmm. in a way, That's right. right. Yeah, his little miniaturiza miniaturization beam. That yep. beam. Yep. Okay, let's move on. Now we're in the Delta Flyer where the Delta Flyer interior and first Harry, time. Yeah, first time. And Harry says, look, we need to reinforce the hall with Kellanite. And, you know, everyone's like, well, that's, you know, Tuvok says something like, well, that's just, you know, coming up with the same answer for the same problem. And it's yes. still, still not going to work. Um, yes, he but, says, repeating the same flawed strategy over yeah. and over won't make it more effective. Exactly. <laughs> I laughed out loud. Yeah. So he digs into me a little bit. Yes. And then Torres just snaps at Vorik mm -hmm. and just like. Just well, because Vorik. Vorik is welding with some hand tool and it's yeah. loud. It is loud. It's not that loud. It's it's not like, you know, I mean, she made it sound like it was a, like a, what do you call it? Yeah. When you're drilling, when you're knocking through cement, you know, it's like, like a jackhammer. It's like a jackhammer sound. I'm like, it's not a jackhammer sound. No, it's, it's just, just like, like a, a yeah. It's like me laughing, you know? Exactly. It's like, yeah, your, it. it's like your, okay. bee, your bumblebee laugh. Yeah, yeah. She should have said like, you know, Vorik, stop. It sounds like Harry's real laugh when he's not clean being Harry, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. Then Paris, Paris at one point says, well, you know what? Let's just launch. We might as well just launch now. And hope and for two, the best. And hope for the best. And Tuvok says, Mr. Paris, yeah. that is perhaps the most illogical statement you have ever made. Ever made. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this jousting, the verbal jousting between Tuvok yes. and Tom. It's happening. And they argue over the useless Captain yeah. Proton. The nods. useless design elements is what he yes. calls it. Right? But I thought, come on, man, how cool is that? And Paris I is like, I forgot about yeah, those that you, we had the like the yeah, balls, yeah, to, yeah, all the stuff and the proton. switches and the knobs. Mm -hmm. I forgot. I remember when yeah. we came in the set the first time. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I did too. That's really when we cool. when we walked in. We were both like, what? 
you yeah. put the have to you guys put the Captain Proton knobs in here. So we were yeah. both as actors, we were both surprised and also impressed that they had done that. They really made this Paris's creation. And Paris tells Tuvok, look, I'm just tired of tapping on panels. I want to be able to feel the ship that I'm piloting. And yep. Torres just kind of again, Torres, very, very distracted, just leaves. To, to head to the holodeck. To, well, they're, they're like, talking about the biggest problem here is these the uh, micro fracture micro fractures of the hull. That's right. That they can't seem to solve this micro fracture problem. Right. And it's very dangerous, Tuvok mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. And Balana's eavesdropping. She hears all of this and she's mm-hmm. like, I'll be right back. And she yeah. takes off. Harry stops her like, what are you, hey, where are you going? And she yeah. goes, I'm going to the holodeck, see if this micro fracture issue is a fatal flaw. And that's it. Yeah. She leaves. So we go to the holodeck. She's mm. in the holodeck version of the Delta Flyer now by right. herself. Right. And I realized she's the first one to actually be filmed piloting our new Delta Flyer show. Yeah. That's in this right. simulation. She's the, we, we're stuck on the one yeah. we're building. She's but actually she's flying, it. flying it for the first time on film yeah. on the show. Yeah. Did, um, you, did you feel jealous about I that did. I felt yeah. a little jealous. I thought so. I had forgotten about the um, moon roof mm. that we had built into to mm-hmm. the Delta Flyer. I yeah. thought the moon roof is cool. And one reason it's super cool is they can light from above. They can use the stage lights to light us. In the old shuttle, it was a windshield in the front. Yeah. And so they were often really struggling to get lights in there. Much more limited. Much more limited. Yeah. Well, Torres is now on the holodeck. She turns off the safety protocols in the simulated Delta Flyer. She's heading down into the gas giant. And of course, turbulence starts happening. And one huge jolt knocks her into the panel and knocks her out. Basically she's on the ground and the micro fractures are beginning at this yeah, point. They're starting and they're it's starting. shaking and bumping. And then she's thrown to the ground and we don't mm-hmm. know. She disappears. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, we don't know what happened. We don't have what happened, but she gets jolted, bumped, bumped mm-hmm. a big, big bump to the ground. And then we cut to the bridge. Yeah. We see out in space, the mail on vessel is venting this giant theta radiation cloud. It's and passing says, gas is what it's, it is. It's farting. It's a <laughs> <Literally>. space fart. <laughs> It's space farts, and Janeway's if, like, "Hey, let's back off a little yeah, bit." Yeah, because it affects us. Our shields actually, our shield uh, effect effectiveness goes down, right? Yeah, so we have less shielding because of this uh, space fart, and uh, now we know the name of this guy because Chicote says Vrelk is hailing us. Well, wait, Vrelk. he told us his name earlier. Did he? Yes, because oh. I dictated I didn't catch it. it. I did you, dictated did you it. Dictate and- it? Yes. Vrelk, he says, lay down, Vrelk, lay down. It's Brelk with a B. Brelk is what well, I wrote. Well, then I, w- then I went to the Voyager script for this uh, episode, and yes. it's spelled V in that one. So. <gasps> really? Yeah. Okay, Vrelk. All right. Yeah. V-R-E-L-K. I thought he said Brelk. Yeah. That's what See, I that's wrote the down. thing. With these alien names, it sound, everything sounds the same. Okay. Bs sound like Vs, you know, and everything is just kind of, bleh, it mushes together. All so. right. Controller Vrelk. Yes. Uh, but they do back off. And Janeway, I love some of the little stuff that Kate did in this episode. She yeah. was really funny to me. She's, she was. When she was annoyed, she'd be like rolling her eyes or, mm-hmm. or um, you know, at one yeah. point she's like, oh, it's in the scene. Okay. So uh, he says, he says, sorry, that was rude, wasn't it? And he, he, he admits in this conversation with Janeway that they are building a vessel and he knows that Voyager is building a vessel just yeah. like them. So yeah. they must have the same coherent 
whatever it's called, <laughs> those whatever whatever special magic sauce that that Seven used that we'd never seen before. They must have the same sauce. They have the same tech, and they say they're going to launch in yep. two days, less than two days, right? She's like, "Why are you telling me this?" And he goes, "Well, I'm just trying to save you the embarrassment of losing." And Jan- <laughs> Janeway at that point goes, "Ugh." Uh. And, she, and I, I, I literally dictated that down because I was like, oh, so funny. Her little, her little and, like her little mannerisms, yes. her, little yes. face, her little facial mugging oh, going on so here. Funny. <laughs> but she does say at this point, she cuts him off and she's like, we need to speed up this construction. Yeah. Uh, where's Bolana? They can't reach Bolana. Well, actually, no, that's what uh, what prompts that is. Chakotay says, well, we need to figure out how to shore up our shields in case Vrelk decides to do more uh, space farts. And yeah. so then Janeway calls for Torres to uh, shore up the shields. And that's when there's uh-huh. no response. They locate uh, her. Uh, they locate Balana in holodeck one and Janeway sends Chakotay to go yep. fetch Balana because she's yep. not answering. And we go back inside the holodeck Delta flyer mm-hmm. simulation and uh, it's still uh, descending and shaking and the door opens and Chakotay sees uh, Balana lying on the floor unconscious and he freezes the program mm. and goes down and checks her vital signs and calls immediately to sick bay medical emergency he says yeah i almost feel like it was a long time from when she got knocked out to when chakotay yeah, was a long found time. her like she i feel like been that, dead. that thing should have been blown she up should have been dead point. yeah yep. already but she would have been dead if he hadn't come in she <laughs> right. would, there would be no more balana yeah, yeah. So we we go to sick bay. This yeah. is the first doctor appearance in 26 minutes. Very yeah. rare. I mean, well, know. you know, Bob must have loved it. He had all this time off. He had only had one yeah. day to work and probably two hours of work. Yeah, very very done. short work work commitment on this episode for him. I noticed in this first shot that the focus was way off. That it corrects suddenly. It jumps mm. in that first shot mm. when uh, the doctor says the captain's asked me to keep you here. And I was thinking, you know, this was back when we shot film and now we shoot on um, digital HD digital video. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can play things back. If we think the focus wasn't right, we have much bigger, better monitors that everyone's looking at. So does any, lot- does any show still shoot in film? I don't know about television. I, I, don't think so. I okay. cannot imagine that a TV show shoots on film, but, okay. but some features still do. Some okay. features still do. All right. um, but this was a moment, you know, our our camera assistants were looking at monitors that were, you know, five inches wide or yeah. four inches wide. And they were trying to guess with tape marks on the ground. Mm-hmm. This is a scene where I thought, wow, that, something's weird about this first shot in sickbay. Yeah. It's two shot. And then all of a sudden I saw the, I saw the focus correct itself. It like jumps mm, last second. And right. it reminded me of like, Oh yeah, we didn't know back then. Like you yeah. sort of had to guess, I think we've got the focus and maybe you did. Maybe. You yeah. Didn't. And that was Chris Ishii uh, correcting at the last second, pulling that. Yeah, focus probably. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but Janeway enters. She says the doctor found evidence. She tells Bolana of lots of internal injuries mm-hmm. and many of them, not recent injuries, months old. Yeah. And Janeway wants to know, uh, why? What is she? What is she doing? She says they were treated by someone untrained, like a first-year nurse or something, nursing mm-hmm. student. Or Janeway's concerned, and Torres is concerned. not giving anything up. Torres says there's nothing wrong, and then Janeway places her under the doctor's supervision and takes yeah. her off the shuttle project and says, "I'm sorry that I have to do this." To which Bolana replies, "I'm not," 
And then Janeway touches her chin gently, brings her face up to look at her eye to eye and says, now I know there's something wrong, which again, I love the writing here. It was just so well done by Biller. Good job, Ken. Uh, we go to the ready room and Paris and Chicote are there talking about the shuttle. Everything's mm-hmm. working. They just need to solve this microfracture problem. Right. And Janeway asks Tom first. He says, do, do you know what's going on with Bellana? That's bef- and- that's after he gives his progress report, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. do give that report there. Okay, go progress ahead. Progress report first. And then and then she asks about Bellana. Mm-hmm. And Tom goes, you know, she's hardly speaking to me lately. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And you didn't again, get defensive either because Janeway sort of says in the beginning, she says, how do you not have any idea about these injuries or how she got them? And you just kind of, you don't really, you know, I mean, you're, you're pretty calm about it. I, I thought maybe this was gonna, an area where you would kind of fight her a little bit, but you didn't, you were like, I just haven't even seen her myself. So no, I think know. it's, I think it's just, um, he's concerned like she is, you know, yeah. everybody's confused and concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they decide to look at her personal logs, though, and her holodeck history. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where they leave it. And Tom and Chicote go to uh, look into this a bit. Yeah. And now we're in Bellana's quarters. The doorbell keeps ringing and she yells, I'm sleeping. And then uh, Chicote comes in and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were the doctor. He <laughs> thinks that I'm suffering from clinical depression, she says. Right. Chicote says, you know, look, uh, let's go look at your holodeck history and show me what you've, what programs you've been running. And maybe that'll help me convince the captain mm-hmm. that you're fine. Like, I want to help you. Yeah. So we cut into the hall and they're approaching the holodeck console and she's trying to get over there first. And he grabs her Yeah. He and says, does. no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Uh, computer initiate, initiate Bellana holodeck program 801. And she panics. Yeah, she does. She panics. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And he yeah. grabs her, yeah. grabs her and sort of drags her inside yeah. the holodeck. Oh, and she's, she's struggling. He's, she's fighting her. Yeah. Yeah. She does not want to go into this uh, holodeck program 801. She knows what it is. Yep. And Chicote basically, uh, he drags her inside of this cave set, uh, which looks a lot like the Cardassian set that we saw before. Yep. But now there's all these dead people on the ground and he rolls over uh, a couple of them. And we realize that this is their dead friends from the Maquis, mm-hmm. that this is a program that has recreated when they lost all of their friends, all mm-hmm. of their fellow Maquis mm-hmm. in a battle. And um, Chakotay actually says, you only ran this program once yeah. and only for 48 seconds right, right after they all died. Right. And then you stopped it, didn't go back to it again and started running the most dangerous holodeck programs that you could find. Yeah. And you turn off all the safety protocols. Why? Why are you doing this? Yeah. He asked her, why are you harming yourself? Are you trying to kill yourself? Are you trying to commit suicide? She says, no, I'm just trying to feel something. I'm just trying to see if I'm still alive. And, you know, she asked Chakotay what he felt when he looked at those corpses the Maquis corpses. And he says, I felt sad, angry, maybe a little guilty that I wasn't there to die with them. And Bolana says, well, guess what? When I look at these corpses, I don't feel anything at all. I don't feel anything for Tom. I don't feel anything for my job. I don't feel anything for any, anything going on in my life right now. Yeah. I'm com- she's completely numb, completely numb. Yeah. And Chicote says, maybe you are afraid that if you let yourself feel something, you might not be able to stop it. Mm-hmm. And so Chicote continues with, you can't just shut off your emotions. 
sooner or later, you're going to have to let yourself grieve. And Torres says, well, I mean, why? Just so that I can go through it all over again. And Chicote says, well, what, what are you, what are you talking about? And Torres then goes into this monologue about yeah, her backstory. Her backstory. Yeah. She Father says, when I was six, six. Mm-hmm. my dad left me. And when I was 19, I got kicked out of Starfleet yep. and all of our Maquis friends. She says, I always lose family. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just want to pause here for one second and say this sequence. I was very conflicted about this because in the, in our story, I think it's, it's at the heart of the message of this episode, which is you've got to let yourself feel your feelings in order yeah. to grow and heal and move yeah. on. Yeah. But at the same time, I was really not in agreement with what Chakotay did. Oh, how I, physical he was with her. I, I'm not yeah. in agreement with that at all. I think it's a very dangerous way to force someone to relive a trauma yeah. In an unsupervised, like Chakotay's not a trained psychiatrist. No. He's not a mental health professional. Correct. This it was really unprofessional and mm-hmm. dangerous. And I yeah. would not recommend that mm-hmm. anyone in real life act like Chakotay and force someone that's a good caveat to relive a, yeah. a trauma mm-hmm. without being prepared and trained and having safety <laughs> protocols in place for, because it's just, anyway, I, I was yeah, not there, in agreement should, at all. Sure. There should have been some advisory message at the beginning, you know, I mean, any, yeah. <laughs> uh, do, please do not try this at home, you know, yeah. on your own, because you're right. You do need a professional to deal with these kind of, this type of PTSD, this type of uh, stress that she's ha- having yeah. to deal with. And yeah, it was a little brusque. And um, Chakotay basically says that uh, you have a new family here on Voyager and you're going to have to find another way to deal with this than than putting your life and hurting risk. yourself, yeah. hurting yourself. Yes. And Torres, Torres says, I don't know how I don't know how. And Chicote says, you know what? We'll figure this out together, which is really how it should have began. <laughs> Instead of like, you know, yanking her into that into yeah. that holodeck program, he should have said, we, we need to figure this out together and had a Yeah, I think that for her. something like this, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm not a professional either, but mm-hmm. my instinct is that there's a more professional and gentle approach yes. that probably would be healthier than this kind of tough love that Chakotay yeah. practiced in this scene. Yeah. And by the way, as they're getting into, you know, Chakotay saying, you're, you're, fa- you know, we're your family now, you're not going to lose us and we're not going to let you hurt yourself. And then Janeway calls, they're under attack. Right. And Bolana goes, you better go. And he leaves her. So he leaves her. Re-traumatized. Yeah. He's dragged her into this <laughs> traumatic thing. <laughs> and leaves her to, and, yes. And mm-hmm. just when she's the most vulnerable, he's like, yeah. okay, he's just said, yeah. we're not, we're your family. We're not leaving you. Yeah. And, and he, leaves, he her. leaves her. I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Anyway. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. He heads to, he reports to the bridge. And yes. now we kind of have, uh, it jumps back and forth between the bridge and the interior of the Delta Flyer. And the Malon are now firing more spatial charges slash fireworks. Uh, remember? Yeah. You, like the, the look I love their spatial charges. Those. Yes. Yeah. And they're firing at us to distract us from their launch. So Janeway then hails Paris and says, it's now or never. And so Paris is ready to go. And he's like, okay. So then we jump to the corridor 
And we see Balana chasing down Chakotay because Chakotay is going to be part of the mission, right? Chakotay is headed to, to the, the new Delta flyer. They're yeah. going to launch it, even though they mm-hmm. haven't done all the tests. Mm-hmm. And Chakotay is carrying a briefcase. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? I've never seen someone Chakotay going to a briefcase? shuttle mission. Anyone with, going on a shuttle mission just happened to. We don't carry briefcases. Like well, it, he's got tools in there, though. It's a tool case. It's not a brief. But case. aren't the tools already in the shuttle bay where we've been working on this thing for these, days? Like, these are extra special tools that he's I bringing in. Understand? <laughs> I feel like it was just a symbol of Chakotay's going, and then yeah. he's going to hand off this thing. Like, yes, okay, the magical Alana, suitcase. Yeah, the magic suitcase that we never carry anywhere else. <laughs> but today we need it. And uh, yeah, Bellana yeah. catches him. She says, I've got to do this myself. I've, yeah. I need to. Yeah. And they, they exchange the suitcase. Now she's got the suitcase and heads off and he smiles. Mm. We go to the Delta flyer and she's walking in with the briefcase. And uh, she says that, uh, that she can help keep this thing from falling apart is what right. she's. And then she kicks Vorik out. Which I wrote down, poor Vorik. I mean, he's I just know. been abused. He got yelled at her before in the earlier scene. He's ready to go on the mission. Bellana comes in, boots him out of her seat. Yeah. And Vorik, just like an obedient puppy, you know, sort of turns tail and, and takes off. He's like, okay. So poor Vorik. Not a lot to do, not a lot, not a lot to do for Alexander Emberg in this episode. No, not much to do. But still more than the doctor. That's true. I wrote down that the very first flight crew of the Delta Flyers, very yeah. first mission, yeah. is Seven, mm-hmm. Harry, mm-hmm. Torres, and Tom. Seven, that's Harry, f- Torres, Tom. Yeah, oh my gosh. Our, Look at the yeah. acronym. Seven, S, Harry, H, Torres, T, Tom, T. It's shh. Yeah, it's not is what it is. So team. That's sh- us. Team. Sh- team sh- is ready to go. Team. Sh- yeah. Uh, we take our very first uh, space flight and it looks cool. We see it uh, take off from Voyager and start to head into the uh, gas giant planet. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and I, I did notice that the moon roof looked really cool. Um, yeah. I did see that we raced toward the Malon vessel. Boy, we caught it's it pretty clearly quick. fast. Cause on the bridge, we jumped to the bridge. Janeway asked Tubak how long it will take to overtake the Malon shuttle. And he's like approximately three minutes. Like they left a while ago. They and left then we're, like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> no. And uh, clearly you've, you've yeah. you know, you've, uh, you've put some it's, supersonic boosters on this. Yes, shuttle. we have, we have, um, as we're approaching the Malon shuttle fires at us. Yeah. And Tom says, oh, they want to play dirty. Yeah. Let's show them what a little Borg inspired weaponry can do. Do you think they only yeah. have fireworks? It's only spatial Firework charges. The main... Yeah, it's only spatial charges. Yeah. Even their shuttle flew through fireworks, spatial charges. Yeah. I like the fireworks. I'm, I, I'm I like them too, them. but I would think they would have, you know, they're an advanced society. I would think they would have more than one type of weapon. Yes. Phasers or yeah, something like, like that. A, like a theta radiation torpedo, you know, yeah. would be pretty yeah. killer, but they don't have yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Seven uh, fires the torpedo at yeah. them and they pull out. They pull out pretty quick. They give up pretty quickly. Well, so clearly our board inspired. Yeah. She fired photonic missiles to be clear, to be. Oh, uh, I thought she fired a. Borg. No, no. She says, because uh, we, we lose secondary systems from the spatial charges and he, she, you know, you, Paris says, oh, you're going you're gonna to play tough, rough with us. And so that's yeah. when she says loading photonic missiles and three okay. direct hits. So we actually, we actually hit them three times. They pull up to kind of get away uh, because they're losing structural integrity. And uh, at the same time, 
we are losing structural integrity. Yes. Yep. At this point, that when they when they bail out, our whole integrity is only at 25%. It's we low. Are, it's, it's low. It's very low. Harry gets a lock on the probe and beams it in, into the shuttle. This is when you realize that the probe is not as big as it is. So. I was like, Harry beams the probe into cargo hold? What cargo hold? We have one in the <laughs> shuttle I wrote or the ship? I don't understand. I don't ever remember a cargo hold on uh, the Delta Flyer shuttle. Yeah, it, it got beamed into the shuttle. So Okay, and it's, trunk, it's, I hope. In the trunk. Harry yeah. should have said, I'm beaming the probe into our trunk, is what he should have said. Okay. Yeah, yes. that, Yeah. Tom would have put a trunk in this one. Of for course, sure. of course. Yeah, yeah Balana sees this panel starting to fail, part of yeah. our, our hull. Yeah. And I remember it's like a bag of popcorn, you know, in it the was microwave. Like they put sort of this rubber, it was either rubber or, or uh, some soft metal like lead. And I remember they were literally just putting their fingers up on it to push little bumps in it. Oh. It was the most low tech insert shot. I, I remember watching <laughs> it. It was so low so, tech. The, so these are the fingers of a crew person that are it pushed our, into. Our, our onset effects guy. Yeah. So there's visual effects, does the yep. computer stuff. And then right. there's onset, onset effects, effects. Does, does fire, smoke, things that break, anything so this like is, that. This is Dick Brownfield's this fingers. Big Dick, Dick Brownfield's guys pushing <laughs> against like a rubber or lead panel or something. Well, it wouldn't have been lead. It would have been too thick. It was some type of malleable um, material, clearly. Yeah. Fingers are going to push through there. Yeah, but she goes to fix it. She grabs another panel from the inside and welds it sideways. Like it's real cattywampus. It's yeah. like and crooked. And she, she just starts, starts she welding. She tell, and everyone looks at her and says like, well, that's not going to work. And then she says, seven, finish my job. She goes, she runs off and she grabs an EPS relay yeah. and then rigs some setup with her phaser on I, there. So I wrote, I wrote, she MacGyvered it. Is what I, I wrote, wrote the same thing. Yes. MacGyvers it. it. She, she Legos MacGyvers, these. Yeah. She Legos these two things together, the <laughs> APS relay and some other thing. And then she and asks a phaser. for a phaser yeah. and MacGyver's this whole thing together yeah. so that she can turn it on and create an internal force field. A containment just, field. Yes. Containment field, just as that whole, you know, uh, before it fails. fails. Yeah, it blows and off and it blows holds. off. Look at that. Jeez. And Harry says, glad you decided to come along. So <laughs> I like that line. We go to the bridge, the mail on shuttle. Uh, we find out is stuck in the atmosphere. They can't seem to get out. Yeah. Jerry sort of smiles and she's like, get us out of here. Warp two. Mm -hmm. So we take off leaving them with their, the trash men stuck in the, uh, the gaseous giant, which is yep. appropriate. Yeah. Um, we go to the hallway and Torres and Chakotay are talking as she thanks him for what he did in the holodeck. She says, and interesting, she chased, he chases her down where before it was yeah. Bellana chasing Chakotay down and say, let me go on the mission. And now Chakotay is chasing Bellana down. Yes. And so he asks how she's doing. She says, she doesn't know. He says, well, give it time. And she thanks him for what he did in the holodeck earlier and says, if he does anything like that again, that she will break his neck. So now you have a little glimmer of, oh, it's the oh, there's Torres Bellana. back. There's yeah, a little, little exactly. salty Bellana. She's back. Yep. She's back yep. a little bit. Uh, we go to mess hall. She's now replicating a stack of pan banana pancakes with maple syrup. And I wrote down stack of pancakes in Starfleet uh, replicator language really means yeah. three. It means three pancakes. <laughs> There's yes. only three on there, or it looked like two. And then I noticed there's actually a third one covered. But a stack mm -hmm. to me is five or more. Do you agree? I mean, a stack mm -hmm. of pancakes is a lot. So. Yeah, it should be more. It should be more. I saw some bananas in there, though. It, was like, Did it you? looked good. It okay. Looked yummy. What was that but, laugh at the end? What do you think? Well, because she said, my grandmother used to make these for me and always put a smile on my face. 
Okay. That's what it is. Because now she, well, before when she tasted it, she's like, this isn't putting a smile on my face. I got to right. go back to work. She right. didn't feel it. She couldn't right. feel anything. Right. But this is the idea that now she's starting to really face her feelings. She goes to eat the pancakes. She takes a bite and she's like, oh, I'm feeling my feelings again. I'm remembering okay. grandma and right. that this is delicious. I love the smile at the end. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a, but here's the thing. Do it's you like think it was a conscious choice? It was, yeah. Do you think it was a conscious choice that she knew as an actress that the script said it puts a smile on my face, but because she kind of made a breakthrough, she went above and beyond the smile and she made it a laugh. You oh, see what I'm saying? Where she said, I'm going to go even more as an actress because a smile is not going to be laughed. There's a difference. Yeah. Yep. She definitely throws a big ha <laughs> into the end of it. So like, I feel. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a happy laugh. Like, yes, this is. I'm, yes, I did I'm, it. I'm on the right track now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So your lesson from this episode. Would My be- lesson is it's it's super important to feel your true feelings. And that's the only way that you can uh, move on and heal and grow. So that's my yeah. lesson. Yeah. Give yourself time to grieve. I also wrote down another lesson is don't forget to look at the big picture. And that's in reference to the initial Malon vessel that just follows that probe in blindly <laughs> into the gas giant. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, maybe. You, ha- yeah. you, have one, you, only, you have one focus. And that one focus is so microscopic. It's for that damn probe. You don't even realize you're about to die. So yeah. yeah. So just look at the big picture, people. Don't be so obsessed with the small detail or one yeah. small detail so that you ignore everything else that's going mm-hmm. on. So that's the other lesson that I found from this episode. Good. What would you give this at a one, one out of 10? Uh, I'm going to give it a... I'm going to give it an 8.2. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to give it more than eight, mainly because it's, it's the Delta flyer. Yeah. We, 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 we now have it. We have yeah. the darn shuttle. It's finally here. So yeah. Yeah. I am going to surprise you and go at a nine. Whoa. Give you, this a nine. Look at you pushing it up there. Yeah. Look at you. No, I thought this involved the cast. I mean, we've talked about the doctor didn't have much to do, but is this you or this is this just you avoiding any criticism? Is this really no. your feeling? Nine? I really enjoyed this episode. Wow. I, I thought it was really, really good. I mean, wow. there's a couple of flaws. That's why I won't give it a 10. Yeah. But um, I would give this a nine. I think this okay. is one of our best episodes. It, wow. it, was, it had heart. Yeah. It had sci-fi elements. It, it had, had humor as well. Humor. Yeah. It had some big moves with the mm-hmm. Delta Flyer mythology being created and yeah. tying in the Captain Proton stuff. Yeah. Major tension. relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm going to give it a nine. That's that's probably one of your highest ratings. It is. It yeah. is. There's only a handful that have gotten up above an eight. It's so, tough to yeah. please McNeil, but he's pleased <laughs> today. I was very pleased. Happy to see Roxanne back in the game there you go. in a big way. So There you yeah. go. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for joining Robbie and I during our discussion recap of Extreme Risk. Join us next week when we jump into In the Flesh. That's the name of it. I, I, don't, I don't even remember that title. In the flesh, I remember that title. I remember, okay. yes, uh, I do remember okay. that title. Okay, I remember signing. You know, people bring scripts by at conventions all the yeah. time. You so remember I've seen signing that title. In the flesh yes. title. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, all right, everyone, and for our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.